Hi, I'm Brittany Pacheco. And I'm Elliot slash Luan slash Marion slash Sean Cooper. <laughs> Cooper. Not Wallace Cooper. We're not hyphening it. <laughs> no, no. Not today. Maybe, maybe next week. Oh, man. And we are the two watchers in the basement. Today, Frank and I are back after a, a little bit of a hiatus from Gangs of London. You know, life happens, y'all. And got to take care of what you got to take care of. But we are back to talk about not one, not two, but three Gangs of London episodes. Frank, I mean, I know we can watch the whole season, season two, because it's premiered in London mm-hmm. already or in the UK earlier this year. We have access to seeing all this, but we're still going to give our audience, you know, kind of a breakdown for each each weekly episode, if you will, which is premiering on AMC. So that being said, Frank, we're going to dive right into it. AMC Plus, you are correct. Thank you for the correction. Shout Mm -hmm. out to Frank for hooking it up. Um, (laughs) But we are going to just dive right into it. And we're going to talk about just the main highlights of every of these three episodes. Frank, we got to talk about the big reveal at the end of episode two. Your boy, your boy, Sean Wallace is back. He's back, man. He's back. You know, you know, what's crazy is that um george carl like so we saw the episode before before george did and george watched it like an hour later and before he watched that episode episode two he was like man i bet you're doing red car is is sean wallace i was like wait what how (laughs) no way we knew already but i was not expecting that because i watched the season one finale three times Mm -hmm. and um because i I just love the finale so much and elliot shut the man in the face and he was bleeding profusely on the ground and we didn't see any help, no, no aid coming to his side to like rush, rush him to the hospital. But right. but you know, as we watch episode, uh, as as we uh, what's episode three? I, I guess we get that later. How, how he got to the hospital and stuff. But um, all the, with the blood loss, the headshot. Not many people can survive a, a shot to the head or a shot to the face. So yeah, it makes me wonder if Elliot did it on purpose to like keep him alive because Elliot's a he's a straight shooter, literally. Like he don't miss his. His targets, yeah. so it makes me wonder if he, if he, if he did it on purpose. Because um, I know something from the end, going going back to the beginning, but when um, when he pulls, when Sean pulls Billy out of the water, uh, you know, because Billy tried to kill Elliot, you see Elliot like looking down and see, and he sees who's who's pulling him out of the water, but mm-hmm. like he he wasn't surprised. He was kind of like, like Bet. oh shit, yeah, like <laughs> fuck, yeah. So it makes me it makes me wonder if he did it on purpose or not. It's funny how you mentioned that because that is kind of later addressed in one of the episodes and and we'll get to that. But, you know, looking back on it with the gunshot, because like you said, Elliot's a marksman, like he he's a straight shooter. He he's got the training. He knows what he's doing. And then it made me wonder, like, did we ever see an exit wound? So was the bullet just stuck, not stuck, but just in his mouth or like you know, was there an exit wound from the, you know, opposite side? And it didn't appear to be from what we saw for the season finale of season one. So yeah, you're left to believe that Sean is dead and he, and rightfully so, because so much blood, so much blood. And then I think Elliot had called it saying Sean Wallace is dead. I repeat, Sean Wallace is dead. And that's what you're left to believe. But, but if we've learned anything from watching Game of Thrones, is that if you don't see a person die on screen, like actually see the death on screen, there's a good chance that 
they are alive. And in this case, it's it's exactly what happened with with Sean. So big, big like shocker because when you watched the episode, you watched it before I did. Certainly watched it before George did. And it's so crazy that George called it. But <laughs> but when you watched it and you called me and you went all Mexican on me, like Brittany, <laughs> you know, Cardenas, Pacheco, Martinez, Rodriguez, you know, whatever, like. Oh my God. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. And then when I watched it, I call you back and I'm like, Frank, middle name I can't pronounce, Cooper, <laughs> T'Challa, Chaka, like Black Panther. Like, all. I mean, that was a huge, huge reveal. And I mean, to, to bring back Sean Wallace, because you've said it before. How the hell are you going to kill off the main character after one season? Mm-hmm. You know, so are, were you just happy to thus far see him come back? And then it, it didn't matter what kind of story we were going to get about or explanation about him coming back. You're, you're just happy that he came back, right? Yeah, but like to go back to your first point about like the show being like Game of Thrones and people, you have to actually see people die on screen and like draw their last breath. Um, yeah. It makes sense because in Games of London, these murders are very violent, right like oh. people are getting exploded people getting decapitated heads exploding people falling off getting pushed off bridges like it's so to see sean go out like that i was like man that's it doesn't go with the pattern of like these violent deaths that we've seen thus far in this series i mean getting so, shot to the, in the face is still pretty bad though <laughs> it's pretty violent it's, it's it's bad in a normal gang show but in season Fair. one alone we saw a guy get his head exploded with a red radar machine gun in the alleyway. We saw a guy get, we saw Sean, the, episode, the opening scene of episode one, Sean yeah. is, putting somebody, is lighting somebody on fire as he's hanging upside down for a skyscraper. True. You see a guy get butchered with not with a butcher knife. <laughs> you see, like, it's, yeah. you saw Elliot murder somebody with, with a dart, like hitting hit, hit the vessel. Like, like, so like, that was like a model, a, a very mild death that we saw <laughs> in the finale compared to what we saw in the, in the first season. That's true. So um seeing that, but like um with Sean, man, I'm glad because Sean, I like disruptive characters. So mm. and Sean is a he's he's a loose cannon, he's a hothead. Every scene that he's in, you don't know what he's gonna do, which <sighs> makes the show even better because he's so unpredictable. Yes. And um, and again, he's a character who's trying to fill the shoes of a legend who ran London for years and Finn Wallace. Yep. So he mm -hmm. so and like it's it's a it's a convoluted thing because he's not ready, but it's like he's the heir in a way, and right. at the same time he's trying to find his footing. Why not being ready? Which makes the show even crazier. Like it's kind of like in Game of Thrones where a king gets killed and like his nine year old son becomes king. You know, damn, he ain't fucking ready. That's yeah. why I kind of see with Sean like he's so immature, and everything is it's it's shoot it's shoot first, ask questions later. So seeing him trying to find his footing in this series. While trying to take back the streets of London, um, why get why working with why working against the investors and and other interests that's trying to take him out as well? It it just makes it for a crazy, titillating story. Absolutely, for sure. And and you hit on a lot of great points that you know we're gonna get through uh, this this pod talking about episodes two, three, and and four for season two. So you know with his return, we get the explanation about who's been doing all of these violent crimes against like Koba and like other people who who were part of the Wallace organization 
in the form of knowing that the shooter is driving a red car. And that's, that's all Sean. Sean has completely just taken all these people out violently to the face, like gunshots through the eye, you know, I guess in a way kind of like, you know, this is what happened to me. I got shot in the face. So I'm going to do the same to like everybody else and just kind of get like my retaliation in that sort of sense. But obviously like his, his big beef, knowing that he's back, is going to be with Elliot because Elliot shot him in the motherfucking face and left him for dead. So, you know, we get, we get the answer about who's doing all these things in the red car. That's Sean. Uh, the other big reveal in episode two was seeing that Marion Wallace, the widow to Finn is in cahoots with Finn's girlfriend, Floriana. Was that like a big shocker for you? It was from the standpoint that Marion finds out about all of the infidelity, all of the drama after her husband dies. So, and we've seen how ruthless Mary can be in episode six of season one. The 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 woman the the waitress that she poses a waitress, but she's really a mercenary. Try to mm-hmm. kill Sean. She has this woman on standing on shattered glass. She's torching her, just trying to get information of like who who's behind all of this. So. Mm-hmm. When you like, and, and that scene is so great because it shows the ruthlessness of not just Marion, but the Wallaces as in general. Mm-hmm. So to find out as a wife that the, your husband of thirty years or whatever has been cheating on you, not only cheating on you, but creating an exit strategy to take all this money and run away with their unborn child and her yep. and her and a twenty-one-year-old baby mama, a twenty-two-year-old, however, however old she is, yeah, you would think that violence, that wrath, would just on just scorched to earth, but I think, I think, if Florian if Florian didn't save her life, like she did in the finale, Marion probably would have killed her. But but I feel like Marion has literally a second a second lease on life, like her son Sean, um, and and now she's like, well, shit, I have nothing left. Like my son at the time, my son is gone. Um, my other son's a heroin addict. My daughter doesn't fuck with me anymore. I'm a grandmother. I can't see my grandchild. Um, what can I do? To try mend to mend this, and if this woman who saved my life saved my life for a reason, um, let me try my best to get the get the streets back and like get it back in my name, and and try to get a piece of this pie that my my dead husband left. So, yeah, it, it was really interesting because obviously a wife would feel some type of way to learn of her husband's infidelity, let alone know the mistress. Right. And and the mistress who's with child. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's just a lot to deal with in itself. And yes, Floriana did save Marion's life at the end of season one when when Ed Dumani shot uh, Marion on the bench. Right. And mm-hmm. left her for dead. Mm-hmm. And so to say the least, Marion owes Floriana her life. Right. Because she obviously saved her life. And and. Because Floriana has access to that bank account that Finn was using to, you know, pull money away from the investors and had bukus of money. I can't even think about the amount right now. But you obviously need to use Floriana because she is the only one who has access to the bank account. Marion can't do anything, right? Mm -hmm. Her name's not on their signature thumbprint, nothing. Nothing whatsoever can be done on Marion's part. She has to have Floriana in her back pocket 
in order to get access to those funds and therefore be able to do uh, deals with, you know, arms, you know, arms merchants and, and then supply those arms to to opposing gang members or, or mm-hmm. affiliates or whatever, uh, especially with Luan. You know, Luan is is getting his arms from Marianne and her suppliers. And so, uh, you know, it was... Which is a ballsy I, move, by the way. That's a very yeah. ballsy move because Koba is, is running, is literally running London right now. Um, Koba is, has been hired by Asif through the investors. Um, so to catch up a little bit in, in, in season season two, Cobra gets brought in, and we talk about Cobra a little bit in episode one, season two. But um, Sean's been knocking off Cobra's men, but Cobra has created such a violent reputation in a very short period of time yep. to where no gang wants to fuck with him. So for Luann to have the balls to buy weapons outside of Cobra's people shows you the desperation of Luann and mm-hmm. shows you um, how, in a way that Luann and Marion both want Koba out of the picture because Koba is he's he, he's he's creating so much fear to where everything has to run through Koba now and nobody right. and nobody's and, and nobody has the balls to go against him. So for Marion for Marion to to do that shows me how much she don't, she don't give a fuck because Koba's he's ruthless. There, yeah. There's a line where so. Koba finds out that Luann has been buying weapons outside of his network through Marianne, and Koba's, uh so Koba makes makes Luann um, call Marianne because at this point nobody knows where Marianne's at. She's right. she's an un, uh, un, uh, undisclosed location, and so um, so Koba makes him makes Luann uh, call Marianne. He, they get Marianne's location, and Luann says um, Luann's like just so upset because at this point. Luan is like his 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 wife is kidnapped at this point by Koba's so, people. By Koba's mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And and he says, How how could you mess with my family? That's that's so wrong. And the lot this is how villainous Koba is. <gasps> Koba says, if you're stupid enough to have a family in this life, in this world, they're fair game. Crazy. When he, when he said that, I, it sent chills through my body. Because even like in mob, like even with the Italian mob. You don't touch family. You don't touch family members. Yeah. You, you don't do it. And when Cobra's like, "Fuck it, everybody, everybody's game. Whatever it takes to, to get to get to where I need to go, I would do it. If I if I kill children, like I killed the the neighborhood, the the, neighbor, the, the house family pet, R.I.P. to Luann's dog. Like they don't give a fuck. They they're gonna so they, he's gonna do what he wants to do. Yeah, and and because of the fact that Koba doesn't have any like real allegiance to any of these families these these crime bosses he's he's hired on like you said by asif and, and the investors to protect their money and the interest you know their interests and what have you and so for him like there's really no real negotiation with him because he is just on a completely different level of making sure that the way that things are run here are ran correctly right there's rules you go against the rules you know, you, you get punished. Right. And, and we see that definitely unfold. And then you look on the other side of things with Sean, Sean is just like out for blood. He's out for retaliation. He definitely wants to, you know, uh, knock off every single one of Koba's affiliates, uh, people who've done the Wallace's wrong. And, and he's just, like you said, a loose cannon. So, I mean, they're kind of similar in the sense, Koba and Sean, I mean, they're obviously very violent, if you will. But it, it's going to be interesting to see how things will 
progress more so, especially after watching episode four, um, how things are going to go between these two men because damn <laughs> it's wild absolutely absolutely and uh so while all this craziness is going on um uh, so we know alice died in season in episode one he, he threw, himself, threw himself off a building um at the end of the episode so um, crazy still <laughs> yeah I, I i couldn't believe it ed mm -hmm. finally finds out and the way ed finds out is through asif as <laughs> ed, ed meets with asif to to talk about kobe being a loose cannon and, and, and how can we do to keep kobe in check and Ed, and Ash was like, "Why are you even here? Like, have you not heard the news? The word? He's like, what? Yeah. He's like, your son died. Alex killed himself last night. He, he threw himself off a building. And again, Mr. Salano stand himself in Game of Thrones, man. Like, the acting, the blank expression that he had was was just truly amazing because, like, he wanted to he didn't want to show emotion, but him by him not want to show emotion, he showed sheer emotion of like sadness and grief and shock." And and I love how the actor, like the, the guy who plays Ed, how he it took him a while to process it because he's because he, he's all Ed is always business oriented. No matter mm -hmm. what, like no matter about retaliation, violence, things got to be done through business in a business manner. You cannot use your personal emotions and what comes to this. Anything that threatens the business as a whole needs to be eradicated. And that's the first time you see sheer emotion from him outside of like him being a business-minded person yeah. and and for and for a parent to lose a child especially the the only boy i i want to see how that affects him going going forward because that, that's that's a very dark moment in a parent's life yeah and, and i agree that it's definitely going to affect ed in his dealings his loyalty um making him second guess the things that he's doing and why and how this really does impact people and in his performance as a whole with uh lucian masmarty is the actor i mean to not react in that moment of just hearing that you, your only son has has died let alone killed himself right and then eventually he just lets it out when he does see alex's body of course we don't we don't see the body but thank you, god you, oh i know i can't oh because he went splat. Yeah. Okay, he went splat. And then to see Ed Dumani just let it go. Really, really just understand and, and grieve and just let all those emotions escape his body. And I, th for me, I was on the verge of tears, too, because I felt for this man. I felt for this man who lost his only son and you know, what? where do you go from there? You know, where, where do you go from that moment, you know. Uh, Let me ask you something, Brittany. Um, mm -hmm. So, so we see in episode one of, of, of this season that um, the stress is just has gotten to Alex. Like the pressure of like moving money around, being able to be a, a asset to the investors, wondering if he's going to be the next guy that gets killed by the investors. Mm -hmm. He he resorts to cocaine. Yeah. Do you think, in your opinion, if he's not on cocaine, does he commit suicide? As George said in our previous chat, cocaine's a hell of a drug, y'all. Um, <laughs> I, I've never partaken and never will. So, you know, people react differently, uh, substance abuse or not. Mm -hmm. When there's trauma, when there's great amount of stress in their lives, and when you think that, in like Alex's case, he's so close to getting themselves out 
And then you realize you weren't even anywhere clear of, of the start line, like nowhere. It, it's, it's really, it does a number on you. Right. And, and you think I've worked so hard for all of this and for what? Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. Do I think had he not been on cocaine, would he have made the decision to kill himself? The alternative would have been Elliot was going to finish him because that was the reason why Elliot was there. Elliot's mark was Alex based on the investors, right? The investors are are giving Elliot orders. Hey, I need you to take care of this person and so on and so on. And, and Alex is like, okay, either I do myself in or Elliot's going to do me in either way. I'm gone. Do you think, do you think Elliot goes through with it though? It's it's hard to say because I don't think Elliot wants to be a pawn anymore, especially with the investors. But at the same time, to convince Alex, again, if Alex had not been on cocaine, <laughs> to convince Alex to join forces and to you know talk to the right people and, and, and get the information out there about the investors and just screw them over. I don't know because Alex would, Alex witnessed Elliot shoot and kill sean you know so th- there's a lot of factors that go into it but it's it's interesting because elliot was he was he was supposed to kill uh alex but he lets alex know like hey man we're try- i'm trying to get out too here's here's the here's the usb drive let's 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 get these uh the investors together so it mm-hmm. looked like he was he was trying to plan something to like yeah, because Alex is a bright guy. Like Alex knows the ins and outs of the business. Yeah, he knows the. I mean, I don't, he hasn't met the investors, but, but he knows their motivations. So mm-hmm. he could have been a great asset to like to work with Elliot to expose them. And because Elliot, because a little, a little like Elliot was trying to give him the USB drive to like, hey man, you you have the you have the keys to the car. Let's let's expose these motherfuckers. And yeah, because Alex was so overwhelmed, he just say, I can't do this. And, and however. Like, Elliot was also brought into the Wallace organization on a pretense of I'm here to help you. <laughs> I'm here to do whatever it is you guys ask me to. And he's kind of built a relationship with, with the Wallaces as well as the Dumanis, especially with Shannon. So it would, be, I think it would have been very difficult for Alex to really trust and believe Elliot with this talk of, I'm also trying to get out too, and then not be double crossed. And then, Elliot do Alex in, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, I think it would, it would have been a really difficult conversation. It would have been just something they would have had to work through. But I think at the end of the day for Alex, it's like either I can take things into my own hands or I can let someone else decide it for me. And he, he made his decision. For sure. Yeah. So to fast forward a little bit. So we know Floriana has the, the, the the, the codes to the account that, that Finn left over for, for her and, and, and himself before Finn died. Mm-hmm. So Asif knows about the account, but he doesn't have access, of course. But he knows the banker at this as the at this particular institution that um and he wants the codes. So he has he has lunch um with with, with this banker. Um was it the banker or the lawyer? What? I think it was a lawyer because he, lawyer? he we see him later on in episode four okay yeah okay that's the guy who got, okay so yeah <laughs> so, he, he, so he has dinner with he has lunch with them and he's asking for access you know to that account and he's like no nah, i can't do that it's unprofessional i it's I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna betray the trust of my of my clients 
And mm -hmm. I was like, cool. And before you know, like three henchmen come out, out of nowhere from behind, grab grab him from this, this is an old man, like probably in the 70s, grabs him by the throat, takes his hand, puts it on the table, takes a, a takes a, a a steak knife and pretty much just stabs him through the hand and splits his hand in half. Ugh. Ugh. And cringe. Again, Asif is a ruthless person. Like this this goes to the narrative of what Asif is. She's a one. The flashback, Lolly's flashback. This mm -hmm. man barbecued Lolly's husband. <laughs> yeah. Doing 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 the the, the war with the Turks. And yep. now um he, so it's he's Asif is not above um, doing what it needs to doing what it needs to do to, to get the job done, get whatever information he needs. Yeah. So now, now they have access, you know, to these accounts through through the lawyer. Mm -hmm. So it, it it makes me wonder where who gets to the money first and who, who's able to draw draw those accounts first, Floriana or Mr. Asif. I'm just kind of surprised that like when that happened, because you know, you know, you know, money is slowly being extracted from those accounts to give back to the investors right because finn stole from the investors this is that whole problem D do people not believe in like setting up notifications on their phones like when money is being taken out of their accounts and like did you did you do this yes or no like come on people like we live in modern like we live in an age of, of modern technology set up alerts okay identity <laughs> theft is a real crime <laughs> right Oh my god, that annoyed the mess out of me, and I'm like, seriously, like seriously, <laughs> that just that just annoyed me. But then also, Frank, um, while that's happening too, when when Billy, we get an update on Billy. You know, he's uh, living his best life with you know the sister, right, and and what have you. But he he eventually goes to his mother, right, mm -hmm. because word's gotten around that hey, Elliot's back in London. Billy feels like a duty as the as the oldest or oldest brother of the Wallace family to avenge his brother. Right. And so through Marion, he's kind of working with her people to get to Elliot so he can kill him. Right. And, and in the end of, of episode two, there's this really big crazy fight shootout in, in like a fish market. Right. And Sean pops up, kills, you know, his Mark, which is, uh, what was his name? Bass, ba Bassam, Bassam. Yeah. Bassam. And, and Billy's there encounters encounters Elliot, who's you know there for his purposes, and Billy ends up getting shot. I don't know who actually shoots him. It was not Elliot for sure. No, but I think it's kind of henchmen. yeah, one of the henchmen. But at the very end of it, he is he's in the car. Somehow the car gets into like water, like at the dock. It was it was nuts and. And First then, off, as a getaway driver, why the fuck are you parked in a narrow ass alley with no way to turn? <laughs> this is the Rick and Stark rule. Do not, <laughs> do not park in an alley where there's no way you can uh, zigzag. Bob and you zigzag. You got to zigzag, bro. <laughs> these dudes got mach these, these dudes got AR-15s, machine guns, like yeah. they can they can literally tear up a car. Why would you park there? I don't understand mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It's okay, crazy. Sorry, go yeah. No, go ahead. I mean, it's fine. So, so yeah, like shooter, uh, shooter. Well, shooter does kill the driver, right? The getaway driver, and then, you know, Billy's in the back of the car. It's going reverse. It goes into the water off the dock, right? And then, the red car you see comes, pulls up to the water on the opposite side, and pulls Billy out of the water. It's none other than Sean. So brothers are united. Yay! You know, 
Sean's back. We've already obviously talked about this extensively. So, uh, but just had to kind of throw it in there about Billy and Marion because that does play a part in future episodes. So sure. let's go ahead, Frank, if there isn't anything else you want to talk about episode two, uh, let's go ahead and talk about episode three. Let's get it. Let's get which it. started off with 12 months prior to, to the present day gangs of London. It's picking up from the hotel, the hotel Renoir where Sean was shot in the face and we get the background story of what happened to him since then. Right. It was Lale. I told you, I figured it was Lale who like somehow got him out and, you know, tried to save his life. And then they get shot at, <laughs> they get shot at. It's like, well, what the fuck? Like all of this endless shooting and like people kidnapping other people. And that was like, a stressful 90 second montage. No shit. Seriously. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, did we just watch like the winter soldier, you know, with Bucky and like, you know, shit like that. That's, I kind of felt like that. I kind of felt like he was taken to, to Serbia and, you know, in prison or whatever, but yeah. So Lale and Sean are imprisoned for about roughly nine months. Okay. But what we come to find out is that it's not, it's not like a police agency that's holding them. It's kind of like more of a secret group of people they're off the books off the books they, they're yeah. they're kind of for the government or of the government but like they're really not so it's not like mi6 or anything like that it's maybe a different division but it's led up by the same motherfucker that elliot works for that singer boy singer <laughs> that boy singer and I, I when i saw him sit down at the table with sean to like negotiate about okay you're re we'll release you but you need to work for us you need to do this this and this and I saw the man sit down. I'm like, this isn't the same motherfucker, is he? And then they flash back to, you know, when he was torturing Elliot and how he's like, I've been I've been working this case on the Wallaces for years. Like, you have no idea what you're in. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it is the same motherfucker. Talk about for you, like, to understand now that both Elliot and Sean are working for the same person. Yeah, so it, the the connection is crazy. So, like like you said, pretty much this off the books division that's adjacent from the from from the London authorities is like really trying to bring down. Not even trying to bring down the bring down the gangs. They want a controlling leader on head of the gangs. So this montage of Sean like in, in in prison and trying to in the cell trying to you know get his, his life back together. He looks like he has a real bad PTSD from from being shot. You know his hands Oof. are shaking. He's getting beat up. He want he he won't every time they single calls for him to try to try to get him to talk, he won't talk. And so he, he gets beat up again, goes back in the cell. So he's finally like foaming, foaming at the mouth at one yeah, point. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure he has a couple of seizures. He had a couple of brain brain uh minimal brain, brain injuries. Damage. Yeah, brain yeah. injuries, all, yeah. all of that. Um, you know, probably so concussions, all of that. So so finally, I might be the third or fourth attempt. Sean finally talks to the singer. At this mm -hmm. point, Sean has no idea who he is. He just knows that. He just knows that they have him captive and he pretty much tells him who he is yeah. and that he's like, look, we want you back as we want you back as the main uh, mob boss for the gangs under one condition. Mm -hmm. one, thing, one thing, the investor's gone, but we're going to keep tabs on you. So if we put you at the helm of uh, uh, back at the helm of this of this network, you're going to have to answer to us, which essentially will make Sean a snitch <laughs> and the informant in a yes. way. So um, and we I, all know what happens to snitches. Absolutely, and the, and the <laughs> Wallace 
a Wallace uh, answer to authorities or authorities Jason. It's just not the Wallace way. No. So, so, um, so he he lets me know that he's also working with. I don't, did he tell me that he was working with Elliot as well? I can't remember that. No, okay, no. Cool. At, at that at that conversation, no, it was not revealed. It's just we as the audience know. Okay, Elliot works for Singer because we've seen him plenty of times, and then now we know that Sean is essentially working for Singer too. But but Sean has his own agenda as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he he basically says, kind of quoting it back to them about you know we want you to testify, we want your intel, but you're going to be a ghost. You're going to be anonymous. It's like it's like you you haven't come back from the grave or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And Sean kind of threw it back at them. It's like you know, but you need a king. Like you need a return of a king. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You were not that guy. Okay, <laughs> your daddy might have been, but you, sir, are not that guy. Ghost, sure. It's been almost a, a year since you were presumed dead, right? You've had no contact with family, whatever. But the fact that Sean wants to take back London, his own way. And and have the retaliation is wild. Like you know that that guy is gonna just lose his fucking shit. And we saw we see just little hints of that here and there. <laughs> yeah, but and, and what's amazing as well, they give him the resources. Like they give him a gang to work with. Um, he wants Sean, Sean wants mm-hmm. Lolly. Somehow Sean knows Lolly's alive. So he's like, man, under one condition, I got I get Lolly too. So yeah. he gets Lolly, who's a Kurdish freedom fighter, freedom fighter. Mm-hmm. Said three times as fast, mm, and no. <laughs> um, and uh, so so now you have a network. You have you have Lolly by by your side. Now they can operate under 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 the uh, under under the the schemes of like going against Cobra and the rest of the investors. Mm-hmm. So it it made me wonder too how how is Sean going to get out of this because I can't yeah. see a Wallace being under the thumb of the of the of the of the, of the London authorities. So it, it, it makes me wonder that too, for how long that's going to last. Well, I, I kind of relate it to even like with Elliot, because Elliot wants out, right? We, we know that as much. He wants out from having to work with the investors. He wants out from, you know, working with Koba. He wants out from, for everything. Like he, he just wants to be out, right? So, you know, on the side, uh, Elliot's making negotiations for himself and, and his dad, right? But like, it's like, while he's trying to get out, Sean... Sean is in, right? I mean, he wants he wants out in theory, but like he's mm-hmm. in because he knows the resources that are available to him at the time because he has not revealed to his family that he's he's alive. So when so when Sean does make that phone call to his mother through Billy, right? And and she's just like, "Oh my god, like I'm talking to my my dead son or who I thought was my dead son, but he's like warning her, "Hey, Koba's coming after you. Like you need to get out of wherever you are. And mind you, Florian is there. The baby is there as well. And so, damn, Koba and his people like do not play any games. You get like this like military grade type helicopter coming in with with the machine gun, and dude is just blowing up everybody, cars, people, the house, and. I mean, Marion and, and Florian and the baby escape and they're picked up by Lale's people and brought to, you know, their hideout or whatever you want to call it. And that's how the Wallaces really all reunite. But then when Sean meets Floriana, I'm like, oh, the crazy is beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you get that vibe too? When, when he meets her and holds the baby and talking about, oh, she didn't get the, the Wallace 
look or the Wallace eyes, like lucky her. And I'm like, oh, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I, I automatically, when I saw that scene, I automatically said to myself, Sean is creating an exit strategy to get rid of Floriana. <gasps> um, he, he is, <laughs> she is, she is in the way. Yep. Um, they, they want controlling interest and with, with controlling interest, you need guns, you need weapons and money. And yep. Floriana has the money. So I already knew, I mean, Sean's not going to harm a child, but as far as Floriana, <laughs> I don't think so because that child's a Wallace. That child's a, so was a bad, he's a Wallace bastard, but the child's a Wallace. And like, yeah. and, and Marion, Marion wouldn't let that go down anyways. Because Marion, I mean, Marion, unlike, which is crazy, because unlike Catelyn Stark, who she also played <laughs> in Game of Thrones, she actually, she actually has an affection for this child. So it's yeah. like six degrees of separation in a way. It's, it's kind of amazing. And, I know. Uh, it's like, Catelyn, I need you to have learned something from Marion Wallace. As crazy as she may be, you could have learned to, like, love another woman's child. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and all, all that shit wouldn't have had to happen to John and Daenerys. And I digress. <laughs> no, but... But for, but for Sean to be back in the picture now, Floriana is kind of seeing like this is presenting a problem between mm. herself and and Mar uh, Marion Wallace because, like you said, Floriana controls the money. Marion needs her in her corner to support with the arms dealing and and all that. And when it's openly discussed about, hey, if Sean when Sean asks you the money or for the money. I'm going to say no, because I don't think this is a good idea. And, and Marion's like, this is not going to happen. Well, it does fucking happen. Sean does basically, you know, say to his mother, like, hey, I'm sorry for everything. I'm sorry I didn't tell you I was alive, but I need dad's money. You know, I need dad's money in order to do the things that I need to do, because I've also made promises. I've made promises to Lale, who, you know, her people are, are working for Koba. And are not making much of a profit. And working you know, eight to eight hours a day. I think ten to ten hours, and then then they moved it to twelve at one point. Maybe, but yeah. yeah. So you know, Lale Lale is not in the business to have power or strength or anything like that. She's doing it to free her people, right mm -hmm. back home, and that's her whole motivation. Like I, I can respect that. I can respect that. I don't agree with the means of doing it, but I respect you know her philosophy, her philosophy of wanting to save her people. Um, but and, it, and it's personal because it, yeah, Koba, exactly. Koba's taking a big chunk of 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 a lot of these people's profit, which is going to Asif as well. So Asif yes. killed, your, killed your husband is going to be a big chunk of your profit of your people working 10, 12 yes. hours a day, you know, mm -hmm. packing in these drugs. So yeah, it's personal at this point. It's extremely personal. And, and because the Wallaces are now in their hideout, it's presenting a new problem because Koba's people are obviously looking for Marion Wallace because she escaped, right? And it's it's just a big safety issue. And so when Lale pretty much confronts Sean to say like, hey, listen, you know, this isn't working out anymore. You know, we we have our own agenda. Like y'all need to step away. And he's making promises. He's like, I promise that I will support, you know, your cause, give your people arms, you know, the money and this and that. And she's like, okay, you know, we'll see. So now he's making promises of, of things that don't actually belong to him. Mon monetary or otherwise right and so when he does ask his mother for the money it's like shit this is the thing that floriana had said was gonna happen right and you know it's it's a it's gonna be an issue of course um because then we'll see that floriana has her own agenda with the money <laughs> 
good God. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in that real quick. There's some other things that happen in between um, that I'd like to talk about first, because I think mm -hmm. the, the ending for episode three was incredible. Mm -hmm. I just didn't see it coming, but damn. Okay. Mm -hmm. In, in the midst of all that, we do see a reunion between Sean and Elliot. Answer me this question, Frank. Mm -hmm. How the fuck did Elliot know where to find Sean? Because he's tailing him. The, 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 only, the only thing, I, the only way I could, I could even figure that out is that in episode two, they used CCTV um, to locate the car when, when, when Sean killed those men. Right. I think it was, I think it was Somali men. He and he got he got he got the paint, paint he scraped up the paint evidence off his cars I think off of Koba's car. So either he saw CCTV and found because he because I think he lied to Koba because um, he told Koba I didn't find anything on CCTV. I think he lied to him to see because I think he knew possibly who it might have been. Okay, and, but he, he didn't want to tell anybody. And then the, the paint that he that he he scratched off. Uh, Koba's car. He probably did a he probably did a match to find to look at the car. Okay. So that's how I think I see because he's still a cop. He's still he's still in the cover in a way. Right. Um, so he probably uses network to like locate that car. Um, the the other thing as we're talking about it is again we we now know that Sean and Elliot are working for the same person, right? Singer could have been possible that Singer was aware of Sean's location and therefore gave that information to to uh elliot it's possible mm -hmm. only, but i don't know because like it's so unpredictable you don't know somebody if you if you give elliot sean's location who's to say that sean when i killed him or vice versa it, like there's no way to predict that that outcome of them finally seeing each other face to face right so um i don't i don't think singer is that bold to do that because mm -hmm. like if single would have done that single would admit it would have told sean Hey, Elliot's involved. You don't kill Elliot. He's mine. He's working with us. Don't uh, think about it. But he did mention that to Sean during so during the reunion. Um, because again, Elliot is tailing Sean. Sean's parked somewhere over, you know, looking the the city of London, and he gets rammed, you know, in the back, right? And he come comes out with the gun. And he's he's looking at the car, you know, that rammed into him, and then he gets, you know, he gets a uh, Elliot creeps up on him, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're they're back in Sean's car talking and and that's when Sean does actually reveal that yeah singer said that you're off limits you know i i can't i can't touch you so there had to have been an understanding like from the get go because if singer had any inclination whatsoever that Sean is a loose cannon especially towards the guy who like attempted to kill him he had to say hey we have Elliot for our reasons and he's working like we need you to stay away from him and you do your, what you're meant to do and don't interfere, interfere whatsoever. You see what I'm saying? That's a good point. No, that's a good point. I, 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 I forgot about that element. It's yeah. Just, damn, Sean is so, God, he's such a loose cannon, man. Like to entrust Sean to not cross that boundary is as ballsy. It's ballsy. Yeah, for sure. Did you think anything more was going to come out of that? I say reunion, like it's a happy, you know, like, Oh my God, son, I see you. But you know, did did you think they would come to blows? Did you were you expecting a little bit more? No, I I, I expected I expected Elliot to pretty much say, "Hey, I I don't miss on purpose. I I mean, I don't miss on accident. Like you're here because I wanted you to be here." Mm -hmm. I expected more of like boasting from him, 
uh, from Eddie's perspective. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, it went it went the way I thought it would go. Because I mean, at that point, Sean is at his advantage. He has Sean's gun. He's in the backseat. What, what more can Sean what more can Sean do at that point? But it was pretty cool to see them see those guys in the same scene after what happened in, in the finale. Absolutely. I mean, talk about something that for one, I didn't think would ever happen. I never thought we'd get the return of Sean Wallace after after season one. But I, I'm so happy he's he's back. And he Joe Cole just has like this presence. Like, first of all, he looks like a damn Culkin. Okay. He, he could he could be related to Macaulay Culkin, like you know, with the distant cousin or something. He's just I don't know, they look alike. But he definitely has this presence of like, come fuck with me and you're going to motherfucking find out, right? Yeah. And I say that going into this last portion of episode three about Floriana. Jesus Christmas. In fucking same. So as I've said, we know that Lale's people are working for Koba. They're not mm. making much of a profit by working for Koba, right? And and we did see one of Lale's people be tortured by Koba's associate. Like, what was it, the middle finger? I actually couldn't watch that scene because I just don't like seeing digits removed yeah. from people. So I think it was a, a, a man's middle finger was, like, completely chopped off, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, no. So... And because Floriana is witnessing this and and seeing how much this impacts Lale's people, she then comes to Lale and says, I have a proposition for you. You know, I control the money. I don't think, you know, that Sean is going to be the, the, the savior that you think he's going to be. But because I have access to the money, I want to support your business. But it comes with uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, restrictions, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about the final scene when everyone's getting together and just what went through your mind with that. I just, I knew she was going to die. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, because like all, all Sean needed was a reason. Yeah. And, she, and her dumb ass gave Sean that reason. Like <laughs> the fact that she told Lolly this which Lolly's working closely with Sean. <laughs> and at this point, there's this friction between Sean and Lolly, sexual friction. Yeah. So you, you know that it's going to be, you know it's going to be an issue and it's, it's going to get back to Sean. There's no yeah. way that Lolly, there's no way you tell Lolly that and Sean does not know about that. Because because at this point, Lolly, Lolly saved Sean's life for a reason. You know, yeah. and I mean, I, I know he cares for Sean, but at the same time, she did it to save her own skin, her people's skin, to like get weapons. So right. she's gonna give Sean the upper hand and then say, "Oh, girl over his offer me is X, Y, and Z. Just letting you know what you're gonna do about this. What you got? How you gonna trump this?" And it's because Lolly's a business person. So mm-hmm. when when they're all meeting together and 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 Sean finds out, headshot to the head. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it was it was crazy because the way that it was it was being approached, how. Floriana just kind of like positions herself like I'm in charge. You know, I have the means. I am the big shot here. And, you know, because Marion's there, Lale's there, Sean's there. I think one of Lale's people is is also there kind of just with the gun. And and you see like the camera panning around with with everyone present. And and then you hear the, the gunshot. Mm-hmm. And then it just go through Floriana's head, and I'm like, "What the actual fuck?" Like 
he really did that. Like mm -hmm. he motherfucking did it because earlier in the episode, he had asked Marion, like, how does it work between you and Floriana? Like, do you beg? Do you, you know, whatever, what, like, what is she to you? And, and Marion says, Floriana saved my life. And Sean says, well, then she's family. We don't do that to family, Sean. <laughs> huh. I mean, maybe some families do. I don't know. I don't support that. Okay. Unless it's Targaryen related. That's a different just, story. But I just have a feeling that the kinslang is, is not over. Oh, God, no. It's not over because Marion and Sean want the same thing, which is control the interests of the gang. Yep. And now that Sean's back in the fold, you would think as a mother that would change your motivations. Like, hey, my son's alive. Let him take the helm of being, you know, his father. But mm -hmm. Marion wants power too. And it's almost like the Cersei effect. Like, oh God, yes. Cersei, this, this ongoing narrative, like Cersei loves her children. All the, like for, for seven years, we, we heard that. But <laughs> the, the underlying thing was Cersei loves power more oh, yeah. <laughs> it's and it's the same thing with mary like yeah mary i'm not saying mary doesn't love her children she loves her children she loves she loves sure. them to death but i think what happened to finn was a tall tale was a tall tale sign that i got looking for myself the man that i called my husband that i love for this long betrayed me mm -hmm. what does she think what makes her think that, that her sons or daughter or somebody in her family won't betray her that's fair she's, 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 she's already uh, seen it once so that's, that's i think and for her like in her mind is like I've lost everything and like I have, I have nothing else to gain. I want power and I want the streets back. Yeah. I mean, and she operated independently for a year, right? Not knowing that Sean was alive, of course. And and so yeah, you get that little little taste of power and it's like I I want it all. Like mm -hmm. give 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 it all to me. But you know, I think for her to have witnessed Floriana's death and by the hand of her own son. I mean that that probably puts Marion in a completely different mind frame of mind, mm -hmm. you know, because she's she, then we see her there in the room with with the baby and the baby's you know crying and uh, Billy Billy's you know we know that Billy struggles mentally and, mm -hmm. and with drugs and things like that so like all these things are going on and he's trying to like cover his ears he's hearing the baby crying um, Sean's fucking in the other room you know with with Lale and I was like oh okay so like you know. This is this is some Game of Thrones shit. You go and kill someone, you go fuck. Like that's you know, <laughs> sounds about right, right? Uh, so yeah, there, there's definitely a lot going on, of course, and um, and with you know Billy, I, I I'm focusing on Billy right now because going into talking about episode four of Gangs of London, uh, Billy's kind of taken to the baby, right? Like he he's kind of caring for her and holding her, and which he kind of did, you know, with with his sister. Uh, Jackie, right? Jackie had her child. They were living together wherever in peace. And he like he seemed to be in a good place, right? Like mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so so now because Billy knows that his brother killed Floriana, the mother of the baby, he probably is doing this for two reasons and taking care of the baby. One, to keep the baby away from Sean. Mm -hmm. Uh and two, obviously, to keep the baby away from Marion, which is later uh, said directly to Marion about when Billy takes a Rose Rose Rose. I don't. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce her name. Is it Rosita, Rose or Rose Rosa something. Rosa. 
Um, anyway, Billy, you know, throughout episode four is, you know, holding her and kind of tending to her. Right. But then at, at the very end, we see him in a church, see the priest come by and and Billy turns to the baby who's in like a car seat and, and says, you know, be better than us. Takes off his necklace, gives it, you know, leaves it there and then has like what I assume is a wad of money, you know, in an envelope and leaves leaves it there. And then he walks away. You hear the baby crying. You know, he he uh, abandoned her in a in a church, which is something that's done, I guess. Catholic and, church, a, a Catholic church at that. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I ain't no kid in no Catholic church. It's <laughs> <laughs> just me. Yeah, listen, you, you're not okay. But then, but when he comes back and Marion's all like, "Oh, well, you know, where's the baby?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, I, I took her somewhere safe um, to to protect her from you." And she's like, "Oh, fine." <laughs> walks out of the room she was so and calm about it i was surprised how calm she was well she kind of first griped at him like that wasn't your decision to make and he's like no it kind of was like this is this is in her best interest not it's not about you like it's it's about her and i'm gonna keep her away from you so it's like all right billy like go on with your bad self you know mm -hmm. you you you're doing the right thing or you're trying to do the right thing even though your family's all fucked up and you know, it is what it is. But talking about the beginning of this episode, because we're we're back and Luan's in the picture again, right? We're picking up from, you know, when his house was raided, wife was kidnapped. He's obviously given up the location for Marion. And now Koba is back. Koba's back, but he brings along Ed Dumani. Please explain what's happening with Luan's wife. Yeah, so pretty much um so in episode 1 we find out um Luan's fine for his life. He he saves his daughters but his wife gets kidnapped. Right. So after the after the betrayal that Luan did for damn near a year buying weapons and all that behind Koba's back, Koba's like, "Look, I want you to bring everybody loyal to the table. We're going to have a discussion about this. We're going to we're going to um I want I want to see everybody in the eyes. I want to have this conversation." And if you do that, um, you might get your wife back. So his wife is buried on the ground in a casket. With buried an alive. Buried alive on the ground. Yeah. With, with and Luan's like, how do I know she's alive? He's like, and he shows a cam, a camcorder <laughs> of her on the ground freaking out. He's like, look, this, this air supply down there, I don't know how long this air supply is going to last. It all depends on you if, you if you can get this shit done for me. So, mm -hmm. um, so that's 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 what we leave things are with with Koba and and, and Luann. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy because like now it's this race against time now of like trying to get the get these deeds done and and save your wife at the same time. And not only that, but Ed Dumani was present when the wife was being buried. Now this is to some degree on the heel, heels of him losing his only son, right? Mm -hmm. So now it's like kind of like what are we doing? my interpretation with what Ed might be thinking is why are we doing this? Why are we doing this to families? And, and I know Koba, as you eloquently put, you know, if you're, you're stupid enough to have a family in, in this kind of business, like they're fair game. And it, and Ed, I think feels different about that. Or maybe he, he's always felt that families were off limits. Right. But I think it's, it's more so on the heels of losing his only son. And so I don't, I don't know because Ed shot Marianne in season one <laughs> and Marianne, that's like his, his best friend's wife. 
Yeah, but his best friend was fucking another woman and stealing money and that's so still like family though. Like yeah, you know but you're but ever. you're messing with business. Like you're messing with business though. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying it's right. But I don't know. Um, I don't know. But anyway, so you know, Ed is like I said, he's present, seeing the wife being buried alive, and Koba basically is doing this because he blames Luan for Marion's escape. You know, it's like, oh, you gave us bad info. No, no, I didn't know. I didn't know. And and of course, uh, that makes Luan feel and do things, right? Because he later will will get Ed Dumani uh, from his car after he's leaving uh, his grandson's soccer game, right? He, you know, he's trying to make amends with Shannon and, and whatnot. But like Luan essentially kidnaps Ed to take him to the burial site mm-hmm. you know they're there he's watching the video of his wife and seeing if she's still alive or not but and what's crazy throughout this whole time tamaz who is kobe's right hand kobe's right hand man is tracking luan's phone so they know where luan's at all times there's yeah. a tracker on his phone so yeah exactly and and i was like oh wow that like that sucks because initially i thought okay well did did ed like tip off Koba and that's why they showed up as Luan's trying to dig the the grave but then you see you know them fighting and then Ed actually takes the shovel and like smacks around you know one of Koba's guys and they all get into it and it's like okay he's really questioning his loyalty at this point Mm -hmm. you know because again now you're messing with family you're messing with other people's wives it's like you just don't do that essentially but this is also in a world where you know you you launder money and drugs and traffic and all this other shit it's like okay so we have like a moral compass when it comes to family sure <laughs> Let, let's let's go with that okay fine the the, the fight scene at the, at, the, at the i can't say gravesite but at the burial site it was just mm-hmm. amazing between tamaz and yeah. luan and, and and ed and tamaz's men mm-hmm. um Lu- I don't know. I don't know if Luan is related to the writer of the show or the director of the show. He's always in the dopest fighting sequences in the show. It's yeah. like if if Elliot's one A, he's one B. From yeah. the with the Nigerians to episode one of this season in, in the mansion, in the, mm-hmm. in, this, in, in episode three with with the henchmen, like yeah. he's he's literally fighting for his life. He's he's beating he's beating these people's asses while like, he'll he'll knock somebody out, run to the to the, the barrier site, try to. Shovel yeah. up his wife and get and then finally chose in the saying he gets knocked over the head. I thought he was dead at this point. I thought so too. Hard, that was a hard impact to the back of the head. Oh my god! Yeah, you, you well, you know, in real life he would have actually been dead. I mean, yeah, for there's sure. there's no way. Uh, but yeah, like t- to see Ed fight Luan fight in the mud. It's raining and and like that. Just you know, all the elements just make makes things more difficult. But. I, I had a little bit more respect for Ed at that point, just because, yes, he was kidnapped, mm. but he also like fought for more or less what was right. So mm. it doesn't stop there. I mean, we'll, we'll see them again towards the end of the episode, because, again, this I think these these episodes with their endings are just done so extremely well. And they leave you with that cliffhanger feeling that it's like, God, I need to see the next episode like now. Right. Absolutely. Like, like I can binge watch things. I think you can binge watch things. Mm-hmm. Um, and these episodes just do an extremely great job of, of making you want to watch the next episode Absolutely. and whatever it takes to get to that episode. Mm-hmm. But with, um, with all that set aside, you know, we do see a rift developing more so between Elliot and singer. 
basically Elliot's kind of, you know, threatening, hey, I'm going to tell Koba everything. I'm going to tell him about you, about the investors, about all this other shit, you know, get me out now, get me and my dad out now. And, and Singer's all like, you know, you know, we brought you on so that when the time comes, you are going to deal with Sean Wallace. Like, you know, this is kind of your purpose. And, and Elliot's all like, fuck you. I'm not fucking with, fu with Sean Wallace. Like, I'm no, <laughs> he's like, I ain't doing that shit again. And I, I liked how Elliot, you know, holds that kind of card in his back pocket of, I can tell Koba everything. Then what, you know, your whole operation is just kind of kaput. Right. Mm. And did you, did you believe at all when Singer said that he was going to make the arrangements to get Elliot and his dad out? I, be I believed it only because, okay. only because one, he's, he's, he's law enforcement. And I think he wants, Singer has a job to do. He wants the investors out of the way. He wants somebody uh, of controlling interest at the top of the gang, top of the gang list that he can control. But at the mm -hmm. same time, I think he respects Elliot from the standpoint of his skill set and him being him being equally as passionate to bring down um, these people in London, these gangs of London. So yeah, um, I, I think he I think he does respect them. But I mean, he's he's all about he's all about self-interest first. But I think he's a man of his word um, okay. when it comes to that. So, yeah. I just have a hard time believing anything that anyone says in this show because there's so much double crossing or, you know, Elliot like works for three different people all at once. He works for yeah. the investors. He works for singer. He works for Koba. Like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure. FBI, the, 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 the authorities. Oh, and the, the authorities. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like bro needs a vacation. Okay. Like he needs, he needs to get some. He needs to drink whatever he wants to drink, and and he needs a vacation. So I I think the show does a great job too of like really showcasing that the effect that Elliot's going through because I think there's a, there's a scene where Shannon's talking to Elliot like, "Have you slept?" It's like, "No, I haven't slept." And yeah. he's drinking. And there's a scene he's, he's drinking more. Like mm -hmm. it's like as as bad as Elliot is, it shows the human element of the toll that it's taking working for all these people as an informant undercover, and like it, it comes to a point where it's like somebody else's word is going to go against another person's word that you're working for. And what do you do then? And, and, and like, and like, I don't know about, his hair is longer. His, he has more age in his face. I don't know his makeup or whatever, but he looks stressed, visibly stressed. Oh yeah. And I love like the, the realism that, that the, that the writer and the directors brought to Elliot's uh, physical features at the end of the season. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even just with the premiere of him taking all those people out in the laundromat and, and being, nearly strangled to death by like a sequent pat fabric or something like Jesus. Um, yeah. So to say he's stressed is an understatement, you know, the boy needs, a, needs a long ass vacation, but, mm -hmm. and you brought up Shannon, which uh, leads me to my, my next point about um, these funds are, are in question because now Florian is dead. We've said earlier that, that Marion does not have access to the funds because Finn saw to that, right? But before they cremate, I'm going to say that nicely, cremate Floriana, uh, Marion is trying to get into Floriana's phone, you know, mm -hmm. the thumbprint to get access to the funds. And she's starting to see that, <clears throat> okay, we only have a third of what we originally had, right? There's only 500 million 
left in the account. So that's when, you know, things start moving and Marion's like, okay, I, we need to find someone who can, who can get into the funds and like move things around. And in, in the midst of it, you see Asif on the phone, presumably talking to the investors and saying, mm -hmm. yes, you know, we've recovered a lot of it. There's only 500 million left, but you know, we'll, we'll get it done. Right. I think, I think the, lawyer, the lawyer's name is Rutherford. Is Rutherford. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So Marion has a, has an idea about who can help, you know, get these funds moved and, and has access. And, and she goes to Shannon, um, Shannon, whom, you know, we find out that it was Marion who got her out of jail. Mm -hmm. Not, not which, Ed, not Alex. <laughs> no, not Elliot. Marion. Yeah. Marion. Yep. Yeah. I was like, Oh, like, okay. Like that's, that's kind of cool. Like despite all the shit that went down with the Dumanis, like Marion still has, some love for Shannon, you know, because, and I guess because of Danny, you know, her, her, her son. Right. And doing whatever it takes to protect the family. And, mm -hmm. and Shannon does make, make a comment in the episode about how everything she does, it's for Danny, you know, mm -hmm. it's in his best interests and, and what have you. And it's like, okay, like, cool. I can respect that as, you know, as a single mom and, and what have you. So, so did you expect Shannon to go the extreme when she, does go to Rutherford's office and and says to him, "Hey, I need your help with this account." Slides over the paper, and then you see his bandaged hand, and he's like, "Slides it back." No, I can't help you. <laughs> like, th did you expect her to show her hand like that? Absolutely, yeah. Because <laughs> everything she's because in Shannon's mind, she's on borrowed time. Like, she got out of prison by luck or jail yeah. by luck. Like. Like she shot an officer, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's no way you can typically that's 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 death penalty or life in prison. So in her mind, she's in borrowed time. Everything she does is for is for her son, is for mm -hmm. Danny. So yeah. you know, and I mean, she already she already got in bed with Mary at this point, but I I believe it's even more supercharged now that her brother's gone mm -hmm. and knows that this is not a game. Like my brother's gone, my father failed him my father failed me i have nobody else to trust i gotta yeah. do what i gotta do to protect myself and my son so mm -hmm. i'm and you know as a mother you you're gonna do extreme measures to protect your your your, your children and yeah. this, i think it's all for danny I, I don't see this as i'm just doing this shit just just for the fuck of it just to get power i'm doing this as a way out and to get, mm -hmm. get the fuck out of london uh, eventually so no, i was i was i wasn't surprised at all yeah, I mean, when she she pulled out the gun and then the silencer, you know, to screw screw onto it, and it's like mm. she's like, "Oh, I'm sure you'll find a way to like help us." And then it's like, "What the actual f are you doing, Shannon?" And come to find out that Elliot's next mark, per the investors, is Rutherford. <laughs> and so when he comes to to the office location, right? He walks into the office and sees that Rutherford is face down on the desk in a blood just pool you know, of blood, <laughs> pool of blood, right? And then, you know, Shannon—I I don't remember who makes the move first, if it was Shannon or if it was him—but like now their guns are pointing to one another, and they kind of like fight off a little bit. Then guns pointing again, and then like the office assistant comes in and then immediately like runs off. And I'm like, oh, this is just bad. <laughs> like this they is left just... her alive. I mean, I know. That's, that's like there's a witness now yes. two black people two black assailants leaving this, a crime scene of killing a lawyer like that's not good for anybody right so uh. 
I, yeah. I, I was surprised that they left her alive. To be oh, they they didn't kidnap, they didn't take her with her, take, yeah. take her with them. So yeah, but Elliot was surprised. That, like Shannon, like what the fuck did you just do? Like what? Why? Why are you here killing people? She's like everything I do, I do for Danny. And I'm like, oh okay, that means killing lawyers. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, they they are reunited, very brief, and. You know, Elliot's kind of trying to talk her out of it, but she's just like, no, I don't want to hear it. And then you see like the tension, the sexual kind of like tension between yeah. them. It's like, oh, they're going to fuck later. Like, there's no question about that. Like, but, but we got we got we got to mention this, too. Like, so in season one, you know, the plan was Elliot and Shannon had a plan to leave together. Yes. So when the investors found out about Shannon and Danny, yeah. they used it as a pawn against Elliot. Like, hey, if you even try to think about going against plan, we're going to kill those two. Yeah. It's why it's why it's why LA left Shannon alone and why Shannon was so pissed because she was like, You abandoned me and Danny and yeah. to save to make good and to, to kind of like keep a code, like I think Ellie said something to the effect where, where you trying to find Danny another daddy again. Like why why are you coming like this? And oh he said yeah to protect himself because he didn't want the truth to come out why he left him alone. Yeah. But um did we lose you, Frank? Hope we didn't lose you, but yeah, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if Frank's uh, connection has stalled out a little bit. So hopefully he'll be back momentarily. But yeah, so just seeing the reunion between Shannon and Elliot was kind of like, okay, we're we're getting all these reunions out of the way, and it's it's really just interesting to see the dynamics between all of these people and how. They're just working. They're all kind of working for the same people in a weird way, but like they're also working against each other. So this was a, a really, really interesting re reunion to say the least, especially like you don't expect that your mark is going to be handled by someone else. Right. You know, it's just, it's really funny how that happened. So uh, with that being said, we're going to come to the, towards the end of this this episode frank we, you're you're back we lost you for a second what happened there? i'm sorry about that no it's, it's fine um basically i was just wrapping up to say that you know to see their reunion shannon and elliot was really interesting just because it's kind of like they're all working for the same people but they're all working against each other at the same mm -hmm. time if that makes any sense it, it was mm -hmm. really strange to see um but at the same time i was really i was really happy to see that elliot and uh and Shannon were reunited once again because it's like, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna do the nasty at some point. They're gonna get back together at some point. <laughs> yeah, but I, I wanted to mention before my internet went bad um, that so Miss Kane, who's pretty much the, the representative for the investors, she's the woman that's giving Elliot all like all the orders, what to, who to kill, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, Elliot pleads to her and makes a deal with Miss Kane that hey, leave, you know, spare Shannon and Danny. Do not, mm -hmm. do not bother them, and because uh, she's pissed. Well, the investors yeah. are pissed because now yeah. there's the, now there's a witness that secretary is a witness and and she says to she says to uh, Elliot like you're not indispensable, you know you are, you know we can we can offer you too as a warning mm -hmm. to uh, so uh, it makes me wonder if, if they're gonna have to like tie loose ends with that secretary that got away. I mean, they probably would because the fact that Elliot didn't give up that it was Shannon that was there and and I was just saying before you pop back on that. You know, for for Elliot to have his mark be an attorney's office, and his mark was taken out by someone else, like that's not something you would expect, you mm -hmm. know. Especially especially from Shannon, maybe in Elliot's 
mind. You did, definitely did not expect to see Shannon mm -hmm. there. But um, yeah, you're right. The investors are not happy with with what recently happened, and they are forced to deal with the police report and the secretary. And it's like, oh shit. Yeah. The shit hitteth the faneth. So the plan, so so Singerson wants the, the, the USB drive that has all the information to expose the investors. He makes a deal with Sing, he makes a deal with uh, Elliot. Say, hey, tomorrow you can go, you can leave the flee the country with you and your daddy, um, and then um, he lets he lets uh, he finds out that Sean is having the deal uh, has is having a private meeting with Cobra as well. So this is after the, the big shootout in the previous episode of Sean taking Cobra's people. And um, he confirmed that Sean is, is going to be with Koba and become a big boss meeting about, you know, their ambitions and what what Eastside wants for for London. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so it, it, that comes to a head as well. <laughs> that whole scenario was wild. I mean, mm -hmm. because, again, Sean has has made promises to Lale and her people about providing funds, arms, what have you. And ultimately, Lale's like, listen, we we want to be rid of, of Koba. So when Sean does get word that, hey, Koba's calling a meeting with all the big bosses, like everyone's going to be there. Sean's like, this mm -hmm. is our opportunity. This is the one chance that we have to move on Koba and take him out. And Lale, I want you to lead the attack. And, and this was the reason that, that Sean wanted Lale so badly when making the arrangement with Singer was that she's got military training. She's got like the motivation and she's, you know, she's the right person for this. Not only that, but he also wants to bang her every, you know, every few days as one does. But yeah, so this is an extremely personal vendetta for, for Lale to go against Koba. But when we see that the meeting is being held at what looks to be like a boxing ring, which I thought was really interesting because at one point there was a conversation between Koba and, and Elliot in a previous episode, again, at the boxing ring. And we know that that Elliot's dad was a former boxer. Right. So I was like, are we doing this purposefully to kind of like taunt Elliot? Like, you know, pa, pa, you know, I'm like, I'm going to, you know, beat your ass here. But but I digress. But with this meeting with the big bosses you know, Koba is trying to say like, oh, I was, I was going to announce, you know, the, the man that did the right thing, but instead I, I bring you two men who did the wrong thing. And, and you see Luan like half dead <laughs> on, on the boxing ring floor and, and mm -hmm. Ed Dumani just there being held by Koba's uh, right-hand man who's bloodied as well. And it's just like, why why I, i've never understood why people like just kind of drag things out in the sense of making their point like if you're going to kill them just fucking kill them like you you make your point fast by doing that but no he wants to like make the speech and what have you but in the meantime frank we're we're seeing uh sean and lale's plan being being moved and and um and real quick basim Basim, who was killed by Sean. Mm -hmm. There was talk about retaliation for him. And the, the young girl that was with Basim when he died. His niece. Uh, his niece, Saba. Mm -hmm. You know, she she basically is pleading to, I don't know how this man's related to anyone, but basically saying, like, I want to stay in London. Like, I want to, I can learn fast. I can do the 
drives and what have you. So she and her cousin are making a delivery, a drug delivery. And it's to the same location as the big boss meeting. The the writing's kind of nuts because London's a big London is is, a, is New York on steroids. For all of yeah. you being the same fucking place at the same damn time is like, come yeah. on, man, we, we got to be a little more creative <laughs> with these storylines of these people popping up in, in the same place. But I wonder if that was orchestrated purposefully. You know what I mean? But what could she have done? And if if gunfire goes goes ablaze, what could she have done? She she has no weapon. She has no fighting ability. Like what? I mean, at this point, you're just an innocent bystander at this point. Yeah, but now she's found herself in two separate events that that resulted in gunfire, right? And people that she knows being killed. And it's just it was just nuts. I'm like, this poor girl is going to have like so much trauma for the rest of her life. Like, I, Mm -hmm. girl, you need some therapy like fast. Mm -hmm. So once the gunfire starts there's it's eventually going into the the big boss meeting and i don't know if like everyone got shot up like literally everyone there but luan escapes yeah luan luan and ed both escape right so luan escapes with one of lale's men because lale's man on the inside was the one to give the signal right right and and luan and i i felt for luan at this point because he he turns to look at ed and he's like no we need to we need to save him we need to get him out too and i'm just like this is so strange because it seemed like luan was against ed in the beginning of the season mm-hmm. but i think because ed took him to the burial site and even though he didn't actually like help him try to dig up the the wife <laughs> he did you know uh, fight off Koba's men, right? So uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, it's a very interesting dynamic relationship. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on on this whole scene? On, on to my for Ed and Luan. Yeah, with Luan and Ed, and then just of course the, the gunfire and you know everyone being shot at. I think, I think the the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So Ed and Luan were already on on thin ice, but I think once Ed showed good faith. And brought Luan to the burial site where his wife was at. Mm-hmm. It created an alliance. They they both because Ed, Ed knows Koba is Koba is just off. He's he's too he's too unpredictable. Yeah. Same way with Sean and and Ed comes off as a guy who's all about order, cunningness, and a plan put in place. And I think with him doing what he did for Luan, it showed Luan good faith to where there's going to be a, a, a what it appears to look like. An alliance being being uh, put in place to thwart uh, Koba out of out of control and out, and out of power. So yeah. you need to keep as many key components alive as possible, because for the long con, you want to overthrow this guy who's who has London on his knees as far as power and controlling interests of guns, drugs, women, you name it, you name it. Right. So um, and I, I, it goes to the old adage: when you threaten a man's family. <laughs> That man has nothing to lose, and Lawan, don't get me don't get me wrong, Lawan has done some fucked up shit too. The Albanians yeah. are ruthless as well. Yep. But I've become a fan of Lawan because what? How far Lawan's willing to go to protect his? Mm-hmm. Um. And and Lawan wants out. Like he he's trying to create an extra strategy for his daughters and his wife. Yeah. And and I think I think Lawan's gonna be a pivotal character going forward because he's a guy. 
that's not motivated by money. He's not motivated by power. He's motivated by he's motivated by family. And yeah. there's very few, very few factions on this show is motivated by anything outside of power and money. Yeah. So I, I want to see where this goes. I think him and Ed are going to play a huge part in this alliance moving forward. So I agree. I, I definitely agree. And and the actor that plays Luan, he gives me Gerard Butler vibes, like from Law Abiding Citizen. He does. He does. You know what I'm saying? He's kind of got like that persona and, and just kind of not to always quote Captain America, do whatever it takes, or I can do this all day kind of thing. It's, he definitely gives me Gerard Butler vibes, but more so with like law abiding citizen, just mm -hmm. the, the moves and counter moves and that kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I, I really do enjoy Luan's character. Uh, he compelled me from the first time I saw him in season mm -hmm. one, all the way up to now, just because I, I think he's, He's definitely got a lot more to offer when it comes to being like this crime boss, if you will. It's just we haven't like really developed it all the way, right? Because he's always like working for someone else, right? Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see if if he and Ed join forces and what kind of shit will come out from that. Yeah. But I thought it was crazy uh, just with like all the bloodshed and, 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 and not only was that one location where the crime uh, bosses were the Lolly and her team were hitting multiple spots. Right. And I think there were the multiple spots that each crime boss like controls. Right. Or, or am I wrong? Yeah. So, so prior, prior to uh, you to my Sean. Yes. Yeah. So prior to the, so it it was it was, the plan came together because they had they had a Lolly and Sean had to like move the plan up a, a lot faster. So Sean works very swiftly with Lolly mm -hmm. to create I think eight teams, eight gangs, eight yeah. ga eight gang teams to to attack. Mm -hmm. So um and and it worked for both of them because for one it showed it it, it gave Sean the ability to send a message to Koba. Saying that, hey, there's another faction here that's not afraid of you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, Koba and Asif are working together. Yeah. So, and Lolly hates Asif. So, with that, that that attack on the gangs in in the boxing room that that building, it weakened Asif's infrastructure as mm -hmm. well. And that's what Lolly wants because Asif is bleeding her people dry of mm -hmm. uh, of, of profits and everything. So it was yeah. a two for one deal. Um, uh, Warren Koba. Let Koba know that there's no player in town and focus on asset infrastructure. Absolutely. And and I like with, you know, obviously they're they're hitting all these spots, but then when Saba, the, the young girl who the, the niece of Basim is discovered, you know, she and her cousin are brought to Foz is the cousin's name. Foz, Foz you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Saba and Foz. They're they're brought to Sean after the bloodshed. And mm -hmm. And he gets down to their, their level and, and says, you know, I want you to give a message to Koba that Sean Wallace is coming for him. And it's like, oh, my God, like that was incredible. I mean, how much this girl may know about Sean Wallace or the Wallaces in general, I don't know. Yeah. But for her to be a survivor of this bloodshed and then to go to Koba and and to give that message i can only imagine what kind of shenanigans are going to happen 
in the coming episodes because I haven't I haven't watched all the episodes. Um, I know I, I think George did. I don't know if you've watched them as well, Frank. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be oh, it's going to be wild. I'm, I'm just I'm here for it. I'm here for the violence because I, I liked how the reporters were describing London as London mm -hmm. is on fire. And you see Singer from the helicopter who's like with binoculars and like watching the whole city burn. And it's like, okay, are you pleased with this? Like, is this is this what you want? Like, are you you okay to see with your city burning up like this? Like, come on. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's I don't know if this is a good idea by Sean because you, yeah. if you're Sean, your greatest asset was operating as a ghost. You could have been you could have been operating as a ghost for forever, not forever, but for a much longer time. Take out Cobra's infrastructure. Take out Cobra's men. Take out. I think we might have lost Frank again. Oh no! Let's see if we can get him back. So, I can see Frank's point about this not being a good move on uh, on Sean's part. Okay, we're we're back with Frank. Let's see. Let's see if the internet connection yeah. will work now. <laughs> oh no! I think we lost him again. Darn it. But to uh, kind of elab elaborate on what Frank was talking about, that that Sean could have definitely operated from behind the scenes as the ghost to just hit Koba and, and everyone else where it hurts without having to be discovered. And, and I'll make this point too when Frank comes back, hopefully when he comes back. There was a conversation that Billy and Sean have about basically living up to their father's legacy. And the problem is that Sean wants to be his father, but hasn't grasped the idea that he is not his father. He can't do things the way that his father did because his father was his own person. Sean's got to do things his own way. And so by operating more in the forefront as opposed into the shadows and being a ghost. There's going to be some pros and cons to all of this, of course. I think they're going to be more cons than pros because maybe we'll actually uh, see Sean die and stay dead. And it just, it just won't be good. It just won't be good for, for the whole operation and who knows? We'll have to see. But hopefully uh, Frank will be joining us once again. Here he is, the man, the legend, Frank Cooper. I'm never streaming from a hotel ever again in life. <laughs> well, Frank, what I was just saying is that the conversation between Billy and Sean was interesting because, you know, with Sean operating, should he have operated as a ghost? I think he could have gotten a lot farther along with hitting his enemies, right? But there was a conversation between Billy and, Finn, and, and Sean about you know, you're not Finn. You're not dad. You can't do the things that dad did. You've got to do things your own way. And I think Sean is really taking that to heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think if Sean thought this through, if you operate in ghost protocol, what's Cobra going to do? Cobra's going to question every single, every single gang member in his, in his, in his network and probably kill people from, from his own inside, probably kill people from, from, from a, Within his own network and be and become paranoid. You yep. could have you could have made the empire crumble from within and implode. But you show your face out of hubris 
to let him know that hey, I'm back. Like it, it's, it's it wasn't smart. It, you got to use your use your your death as as a as a advantage to mm-hmm. to cripple them. So I agree. I agree. Well, the happy ending of this particular episode, if there are any happy endings here in Kings of London, is that once Luan does escape this uh, shootout, he goes back to the burial site to uh, free his wife. And at first you think, oh, no, it's too late. And then mm-hmm. you, hear, you hear her gasp and he's just a lot of crying, a lot of a lot of screaming, a lot of wailing on Luan's part in this episode. Um, kind of creeped me out a little bit, <laughs> but uh but for his sake, his wife's alive. He has to have some military training. He's he's been through way way too much fighting scenes, survival scenes to 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 just be a regular uh, regular gang lord. Like this yeah. dude has this dude has expert training, like for sure. And shout out to the wife to like still be down with this dude. <laughs> like you got kidnapped and buried alive, and, and and like to be so happy. Like he he, you're the reason why you're underground. You're the reason why. Your dogs almost got kidnapped as well. Like, yeah, that's that's some toxic love right there, dog. I mean, they're they're in it. They took their vows serious, I, I guess. So For sure. But yeah, so that will conclude our recap of Gangs of London season two, episodes two through four. <laughs> Hopefully, we won't have to do a bulk review uh, for coming episodes. But hey, you know, do what you got to do, right? So love it. Yep. So hopefully, we will be be back next week we're gonna try to get george back you know it's been a while since george has been on the watcher's pod uh we miss having him here we miss having his uh his hot takes and such so hopefully he'll be able to join us next week frank for gangs of london let's do it i'm so excited (laughs) all right and in the meantime before we wrap we do have a couple of exciting pods coming to y'all next week we're ranking or no we're not ranking we're drafting MCU characters on what, Monday. What? It's gonna be wild. It's gonna be crazy. I, can't, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm gonna fuck the draft with some with some with some quality picks, and it's gonna just gonna be real pissed. So I'm gonna bend the rules a little bit in this one. I can't wait. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that should be a good one. So uh, we do invite everyone to join us for Monday's pod with drafting MCU characters Tuesday, or if not, at some point next week, Yellowstone will be covered by Frank and company. Y'all are killing it with them, them views for Yellowstone. I did not realize just how popular this show is. It, I, I love I love conservative conservative whites, man. They support my <laughs> show. The the, 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 the the cowboys, the Trump the Trumpers, they oh my god, they are, they are playing a big role in our, in our viewership. So thank y'all guys, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yes, <laughs> a minority driven uh, pod, but y'all are here for it. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Oh, man. So, yeah, be sure to join us next week for those two pods. But in the meantime, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at Watchers Basement. Use the same hashtag, Watchers Basement, to help grow our audience. We are also on the road to 200 subscribers. And as of time of recording, we're at 181, Frank. Like, that's awesome. Let's get it. Let's get it. And then lastly, of course, our pods are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks to Anchor.fm. Be sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps us out. And lastly, we just want to thank everyone who's joined us for today's live chat or live stream. And uh, those who watch the replay, we appreciate it. Let us know what your thoughts are about Gangs of London. And be sure to tune in to our future pods. 
So for Frank and myself, we're out of here. We'll see y'all next time. Yeah, be safe out there. <laughs>